Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Dot Differently. This is Rabbi Joel Roth from the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York and the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. The focus of our attention today is on Masechet Ketubot, page 56. The second half of the Mishnah that we learned a day or two ago contained the statement of Rabbi Yehuda that it is possible for a man to write a Ketubah for a woman stipulating the required amount, either 200 zoos for a woman being married for the first time or 100 zoos for other women, and for the woman to write a receipt saying that she has received half of the amount, even though, in fact, she has not received anything. This is a type of foregoing half of the amount on the part of the woman. Implied by this is that the husband should keep the receipt so that at the time the ketubah has been paid off, he has the receipt to prove that he only owes 50% of the amount actually, and not the entire amount written in the Ketubah. There is a Mishnah in the 10th chapter of Tractate Baba Batra that contains a disagreement between two sages about what should be done when part of a debt, but not the whole debt, has been paid off. Here is what it says. According to Rabbi Yehuda, a new IOU should be written. That is, Mr. X borrowed $1,000 from Mr. Y. Now, Mr. X pays Mr. Y $500. Rabbi Yehuda says that a new IOU should be written stating that Mr. X owes Mr. Y $500, and the original IOU should be discarded. Rabbi Yossi, however, says that Mr. Y writes a receipt for Mr. X, and Mr. X must keep the receipt as proof that he has paid half of the debt. Note, then, that in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda says that the woman writes a receipt for the husband. That seems to contradict what he says in Baba Bakra, where he wants a new IOU written. So here he should want a new ketubah written for half the amount of the original. Let me read the part of the sukya that says what we have just explained. It is on page 56a, beginning with the eighth long line. V'savar Rabbi Yehuda v'chodvin shover v'hatnan mi shefara mikzat chovo 
רבי יהודה אומר, יחליף. רבי יוסי אומר, יכתוב לו שובר. When this type of apparent inconsistency occurs, the Gemara will usually reconcile it in such a way that the inconsistency disappears. And that is what we will look at right now. In fact, we will see two different reconciliations offered by two different sages. Rabbi Yirmiya resolves the inconsistency by saying that we are talking in our Mishnah about a case, Kishishovata Mitocha. That is, the receipt is written right in the Ketubah itself. In other words, the witnesses who attest to the Ketubah are also attesting to a statement written there that says that the woman has said that she has received half of the amount of the Ketubah. How does this reconcile the apparent inconsistency between the view of Rabbi Yehuda and the two Mishnahs? Easy. Since the receipt is written into the Ketubah document itself, there is still only one document that has to be taken care of and guarded. And it is precisely because Rabbi Yehuda didn't want there to be two relevant documents, the IOU and the receipt, that he insisted that a new IOU be written in the Mishnah in Balabatra. So, in both Mishnahs, there is only one document that must be watched and taken care of. And therefore, the two Mishnahs are consistent. Abaye gives a different reconciliation. Let me read it to you first. Abaye Amar Afilu Tema Bishain Shavatami Tokhat Bishlama Hatam Vadai Pare Dilma Mirkas Habarta Umatikle Ishkara Vahadar Gare Zimra Harina Hatha Vadai Yahalla Milta Baalma Hita Amrale אם נתרי, נתרי. אם לא נתרי, איהו הוא דאפסי אנשי. And now allow me to explain it. Here is what Abaye is saying. In the Mishnah in Baba Bakra, Rabbi Yehuda requires a new IOU to be written for fear that if the original IOU remains, the borrower and the borrower loses the separate receipt that has been given to him by the lender, the lender could produce the original IOU and recollect the entire debt, even though some had already been paid. And that would cause a real loss to the borrower who would end up paying back an amount greater than he had actually borrowed. In our Mishnah, however, the payment by the husband to the wife of half of her ketubah is a fiction. In reality, he didn't pay her anything. So, says Abaye, Rabbi Yehuda can surely allow a separate receipt to be written in our case, 
Because if the husband loses it and has to pay the full amount of the ketubah, he will not have had any real loss since he had never actually paid anything. So, he deserves no special protection and he just has to be careful not to lose the receipt. And so, Abaye has now offered his reconciliation. And we have seen two different solutions to the apparent inconsistency in the view of Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah and in the Mishnah in Bhagavatra. Now, let us engage in a new thought. Remember that at the end of our Mishnah, <coughs> Rabbi Meir said that anyone who gives less than the required minimum to his wife engages in bilat sinut. That is, his marital relations with her are like harlotry or prostitution. The Gemara on page 56b understands the wording of Rabbi Meir's statement to imply that even if he had made the monetary stipulation explicitly, it would be unacceptable and his wife would in fact get her entire ketubah. But, asks the Gemara, if that is so, why does he call their intimate relations harlotry or, pro or prostitution? After all, ultimately, she would get her entire legally mandated amount. Here is the Gemara's answer. It is true that she would ultimately get the full amount. But since he verbally stipulated a reduced amount, she is not psychologically confident that she will ultimately get the full amount. And her psychological uncertainty and discomfort render their sexual intimacy like prostitution, even though, in the final analysis, she might get the full amount. And this is the way the Gemara explains what it perceives originally to be a relatively extreme view stipulated and stated in our mission. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.